Hey guys, this is a new episode of All About Up. I'm Chris, that's VJ, that's Ken Rose. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. So excited to be here today, guys. Um, we are about to discuss probably the most raggedy shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, this is... <laughs> How to fix a drug scandal And yes. you should probably roll up Or take your shoes off Or get yourself some 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 Copious amounts of alcohol Like it is just maddening Make sure, make sure your yes. bras are off That your titties are in good, good position Make sure your That you have plenty of away. air circulating If your, right. if your wig that. is still on well, You better make sure it's tight Because <laughs> Guys, um, you guys can watch how to fix. A, you guys can watch how to fix a drug scandal on Netflix. That is the platform that we watched it on, and I guess let's get into it, y'all. Real shit. Woo. Real shit. Huh? Um. Oh, where? I guess we can start at the very beginning, right? <laughs> I, I guess we surely can. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> when it opens, we meet Sonia Farrick, who is Ooh. on the. <laughs> Garbage. We meet Sonia Farrick, who is on the stand. Well, not on the stand, but what we hear essentially is recorded conversation is between Sonia Farrick and a state trooper who is interviewing her. And uh, <laughs> let okay, so it, it it goes about how you would expect if a person was guilty of something, but at this point, we don't know what Sonia has done. So. <laughs> Uh, it it was very it, yeah. So you we just we kind of are just thrown into it because essentially they just like were were you at work this morning? Um, what's at your workstation? Um, is there any reason that there should be crack pipes at your workstation? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Immediately you're like, immediately you're like, what the fuck does this girl do? Like, what is your occupation, ma'am? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're like, there are crack pipes at your desk, and I'm like, wait. And so I was like, and then in my mind, like, which she talks about later, but it's like, crack smells terrible. Like, what? Like, oh. what job does she have to where right. she has crack pipes at her desk and no one's noticed? Right. Exactly. My God. Yeah. Um, so she works at a crime drug lab in Massachusetts, right? That's, is that, that's, that's right. Um, yes, and in Amherst, Massachusetts. <laughs> right. It is, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the only almost, like basically they pretty much handle all, is it, is it that one or is that the other one I'm thinking about? It's, uh, it's my understanding so that they have two drug labs. That's what we'll find out right. later. There's two drug labs and it's Eastern and Western Massachusetts. So she right. works at the one in Amherst and we'll find out later that there's another one in Boston that handles okay. everything from drug testing to like HIV testing to a thousand different things. Like it is okay. like a big lab. We find out that the lab that Sonya works at is kind of like a, it, it basically is like a trap house in terms of like science labs. It's like the trap house of science labs. It literally looks like <laughs> Nina Brown was pushing cocaine or crack out of it. Yeah, like, it's pretty bad. So it God looks, bless her. It, it <laughs> looks very dirty. Um, it looks. It just looks. It just looks like nobody fucking worked there. Or nowhere. And if they did, they can't be up to anything good, right? Like I'm looking right. at it. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Sonya's uh, work office, aka the ghetto. Yes. The trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I mean, it's just uh, we find out that normally, like they they so they have multiple people that later they discuss it. But the term that they that's used is bench chemist, and basically, for those of you who don't know what a bench chemist is, those are the people that really kind of do like the grunt work. They do a lot of testing in laboratories. So essentially, they kind of have like imagine like you're like if you have like a a school that had like a decent chem lab or like the kind you get like a college. Like basically, you have a station with like your stuff set up or there's stuff set up and you come there and they kind of work from that station so that essentially you have a bench and you sit there and you just analyze samples of whatever it yeah. is that's generally what a bench chemist is uh, pretty um, much so like think thinking of like what that job means in regards to like the criminal justice system um which is, okay so like vj is a cop right and I get pulled over, and she's like, hmm, is that crack on you? And so, <laughs> so the, the drugs that she takes from me, whether or not they're crack or not, she doesn't really know because she's not a chemist. So she sends it over to, Son- to Sonia, and Sonia is supposed to be testing it and then saying if it is drugs, if it isn't drugs, so that they can move forward with uh, with the, the, what is it called? Prosecution, right? Right. So what we find out, which we'll go ahead and lay out the process. The way this is supposed to work with drug labs is that they are sent samples in batches. So they're sealed. They have a, like a basically a case number. They're given a sample. They are supposed to take the sample, unseal it, weigh it. They do like a test where they do put it in different liquids to do like, and they turn color so they can tell if it's this particular substance that way. Look at it under a microscope. And they take a sample and put it in a mass spectrometer, which basically like breaks it down and then like shows you on a graph what's in the substance. So you can compare it to a pure substance, a pure sample and see if that's actually what it is. And then they sign off saying, yes, this is a drug. No, it isn't a drug. And then that is then sealed. All of it is then sealed back up and put away. And then that is then put in like police storage. So what they're telling us that essentially what happens is that when they test drugs that have been seized, the drugs are then like sealed up and just kind of sat in a vault. Like they're never, nothing's ever done with the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's if they make it back. But that's not, that's right. But yeah, but we're going to get, but we're going to get into that because, um, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so what we find out happens is, um, January 18th, uh, Jim, we meet Jim Hanchett, who I think is, um, like, I can't remember what he, he kind of like oversees the drug lab. He gets a call from one of the other chemists and they're like, uh, hey, uh, so some of the drugs are missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no big deal, but like. <laughs> hey, don't freak out or anything, but right. two different case samples are gone. Don't know where that shit is. And he's like, right. what well, did you check with Sonia? And he's like, well, she's like, well, Sonia's not here. She's going mm-hmm. to testify in some drug cases. So they're like, well, because it's, and because it's an open lab and all you're doing is testing drug samples, they just figure, okay, well, she must just have them in the drawer and she just didn't put them back. We'll just take them, right. see if she did the work. They go right. over to her desk and this is when <laughs> she gets crazy. They uh, find like remnants of like drug abuse. <laughs> like that's the best <laughs> way I could describe it. <laughs> they find empty they find empty evidence bags. They find yes. the paperwork saying that she actually had tested the samples that they're looking for, but <laughs> there are no samples. But they do right. find that she has made herself a whole little my, play school, my first pretend drug <laughs> workshop. My first crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, but yes, this has all the things you need to like make fake drugs. Like this is manufacturing fake crack rocks to like trick 
her coworkers and the police into thinking that she is not taking these samples. Oh my <laughs> God. So, <laughs> so if to put this in perspective, we have a crackhead in charge of whether or not you go to jail for a drug conviction. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> So we we leave so this is so so after they hit you with that gut punch, we, we go back and so uh we kind of switch over. And I think it's at this point that we talk about uh what happened six months prior to uh Sonya Farrakh being Sonya Farrakh being arrested. Which that really annoyed me because everyone kept calling her saying for rock, but then when she gets on the stand, she clearly right. says her last name is Farrah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So six months before, we meet Annie Dukin. Now Annie, 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 Annie. Now girl, because Annie, Sonya Annie was, was bad. Me, but... <laughs> yeah. So right, Sonya was okay. Wait, let's okay. So <laughs> Sonya was bad because. Let me tell y'all something. So before before any of this even happened, before she ever even had this job or like when she was like in college, was it? She was just randomly Googling one night like drugs, right? And she decided that if she was ever going to take a drug, it was going to be, drum roll please, crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> so like Sonya decided worst at an early one. age, at an early age that if she was going to do that shit, she was going face first <laughs> all to the wall listen because and it's crazy because we get some background on sonya and so we hear that sonya is like a, an overachiever a star student right. she actually was like the first girl to play like football on the team at her high school like she was a classic overachiever and so it and mm -hmm. so people are just kind of surprised to find out that she has a drug problem but what oh, happens to the point where they don't believe it and we'll get into that <laughs> right it's a little yeah it's strange but so then we meet i guess the uh district attorney uh or the a acting ag i don't remember what she is but i remember her last name is copley aka raggedy bitch um, <laughs> i missed that subtitle <laughs> miss miss copley um said that basically hey you guys came out here to make a press conference uh that miss farrick uh took some drugs and uh might have falsified some documents but we don't think that that affected any of the other cases i know she has a drug problem but that does not mean that she stole any of the drugs in your cases don't worry about it just these two whoo puff the smoke whoo like and then like runs she off the makes, stage she buys her own drugs she buys her own drugs <laughs> right like sis throws down like one of those little like distraction smoke screens and like runs yes. off the stage no yes. question it was, um, I mean, and again, we only have two drug labs in the entire fucking state. So whether or not, and I, and we get into like the timeline later on, but like whether or not she just got this drug habit or she been had this drug habit, like there are more than a handful of people that are actively affected by this. Like, and, right. and it, it just, it just felt like the, the fucking press conference and her uh fucking coming out and like trying to just really simplify it when it was like so much more complicated than that was like a fucking it's just a fucking it'd be it, like shit like that'd be like a slap in the face to people who like really like hope things work out you know what i'm saying like, like <laughs> and you're like i don't know how to explain it but like yeah and so she was just like really trying to compartmentalize and minimalize like this really this thing that was gonna end up being a really big deal in that county and so the, and then this is and so this is where we find out so we why 
because we meet two lawyers, uh, Luke Ryan and another lawyer, and Yo, shout basically out to Luke Ryan, like what's yeah, like he. He's I like usually the, never the hero. trust a nigga with two names. I usually never trust a nigga with two names, like two first names. But I mean, or two last names, like they're awful people. Or are the ones with like three names, like the first, the middle, yes. and the last? Like no. So, <laughs> John Jacob Jonathan, Jingleheimer <laughs> Smith, or whatever. But yeah, so it's wild. So we meet Annie Dukin. So they so mm. the, so hold hold what you got. We're gonna we're gonna go back in time six months because there's okay. again there's only two labs in Massachusetts. That's it. They Let's have see, a keep they have mind. a drug <laughs> scandal at both, and this is why when the district attorney makes this press conference, she tries to minimize what Sonia uh, Farrick has done because they just right. had a drug scandal six months earlier in the other bigger lab in Boston with Annie Dukin. So we meet Annie, so. who we find out is out here being like the superstar of bench chemists. Doing the absolute most. You talk about you talk about Sonia being an overachiever. This person, like Annie, was such an overachiever that she was willing to go to like what to like falsify her achievements to make niggas realize that she was like to get the shine that she was looking for. And and it's it's important for like I don't know if if you took this from the the, um the story or but like Annie Dukin guys, she's uh, she's Indian. Like she's Indian, right? And so, mm-hmm. and I I don't know how many of you guys have had friendships or relationships with Indian people, but their fucking family be hella hard on them. Like, and that, that's not to say that that's the only like sect of people that that happens with, but like I like like Indian parents can be very 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 hard on on them, and I don't know, and they kind of gave like little like inklings that that might have been happening between Annie and her dad, where she just always felt this need to like impress him and, and and always you know what I'm saying like always one upping herself for him like in, in for his like in his namesake and I felt like that might have when she came into this uh this role I think that that might have definitely not might have definitely fucking played a role in how she ended up in trouble I'm glad hey, you're talking about uh in on this part I already know what you're talking about because I, I wanted to talk yeah. about this ever since yo real shit the fact <laughs> just not even harp on it, but like just the fact that, because <clears throat> it's funny. I was watching the um, the Yvonne, uh, uh, what's her name? Yvonne Orge, the girl from Molly from Insecure. Yeah. I was watching her stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She was talking about you know being African or just coming from overseas. Period. And a lot of times when your mm-hmm. parents you come to America, they really on your head. And I really felt like that. I'm like, yo, this chick is not doing this strictly because she's a fucked up person. The fact that yeah, if exactly. you aren't the top dog. Yo, she could be making like a hundred thousand. She's making fuck whatever the number, hella money, great life, good this, good that. Her dad could possibly still be making her feel like shit because you're not number one at your job. I mean, hell, she lied about going to Harvard night school. You know what I'm saying? She did. How you lie about going to Harvard, like? Right. And that's the thing that's about it. Thing. And so I think there's this, they, they mention it, but there's, I think we all kind of know about that myth of like the model minority, right? These people come mm-hmm. up from wherever they're from. And because their life or their parents' lives have been so hard that they feel mm-hmm. like they have scrimped and saved to get to America so their kids can have these opportunities that, like mm-hmm. Penrose was saying, it, it's damn near like, I wouldn't care if you were the top nurse at your hospital and you made all the money and you were star nurse of the year, blah, 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 why aren't you a doctor? Right. It's not right. enough. Right. It's not right. ever going to be enough. And you get, you get those vibes and it's a very interesting contrast between the two women 
because Sonya is a fucked up person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that the things that Annie what did didn't fucking uh, like negatively affect people's lives because it absolutely positively did. But like, I don't. I think that there was besides like just trying to chase a high or something. In Sonya's case, I think that that uh, Sonya's like end game was you know something way deeper than that. You know. And I so what we find. I think, am I bad? And I know, I know, I kind of just jumped back in because my shit was messing up. I honestly felt like Sonya was running from herself, and she got addicted to drugs. When she, when that woman says that she literally tested every drug sample, I don't believe she tested every one. But I honestly feel that her addiction was such a strong thing that she tested that dope before taking it because she wanted to make sure she was taking the right shit. I honestly feel no, like any. I absolutely believe that. That's what that's what the that's what that refrigerator was for though. So the refrigerator has the controlled uh, like hundred percent potent shit, right? The right. pure sample shit, like, like yeah, like that's where I mean, she was at. I don't think she was I'm, fucking around with no. that. I don't think she was. Well, she tested it. what happens no, is that we find out yeah, it's a slow build for it's a slow build for her because we find out that she's right. essentially just taking the standards, like because they're in the bottles and have a dropper, so like they're liquid. So she's just taking a little, just putting a dropper above her mouth, taking a couple of drops, and going on about her day. So she's not. What was it? Was it cocaine? Feeling. Um, I think she starts with like the ketamine first. Okay, right. Liquid meth. You're right. It was the meth. We just, which okay. we just said that she said it was going to be crystal meth. She started with yeah. the meth. Yeah, she promised you guys. She said, she said, no matter what, I'm starting off hard. So she said it was. <laughs> so she, yeah. Yeah, so what we find out is that they don't really, because like we said, it's like the third world country of fucking drug labs, they don't do any type of testing or standards to make sure these people are actually doing their jobs. So eventually, after four or five years of them using the same standards and never having them locked up, the supervisor's like, oh, well, I'm going to take stock of what we have here. And she's like, oh, shit. So she just pours water into the bottle. And instead of him checking it, he's like, hmm. Maybe it's just maybe the meth went bad. Let's just throw it out. <laughs> like the and, and I when mean, I, I was like when I heard that, I was like, the fuck? The meth went bad. Yes. I mean, but listen, if you don't have aspirations of doing meth when you grow up, you don't know that meth can't go bad, I don't think. Like, You're scientists. <laughs> I would expect them to know meth is not gonna fucking expire like milk. Like what nigga, the, nigga, are you talking me. about? He threw, he threw it away. He is not a scientist, girl. He, there's no way I would have. If I was an actual scientist, there's no way I would have saw a standard, saw it separated like that, and be like, "That's weird," and just toss it out. Like he's clearly not fucking authorized to do his job, my nigga. Like, Can't be. It was I just a goddamn mess. I would have it to somebody and been like, "Bitch, what is wrong with this?" Like, and we find out there are no cameras in this lab either, which is wild nothing. to me because that the people around that amount of drugs there should be cameras like do they just not they it, that's that's insane but what we find back to annie because we keep talking about how annie is whatever but we never say what annie right. does we find out that annie is um the star in her office because annie is doing something referred to as dry labbing or um do you remember that song by gorilla zoe was it hood nigger and he says yeah. he can eyeball perp <laughs> i'm not you <laughs> Yeah, that's 
she said, oh, that's for sure Coke. I know Coke that's when Coke. I see it. <laughs> like she was just, she was like picking up 10 or 15 samples, holding them into the goddamn light and being like, yeah, that's whatever drug they say it is. Inciting that shit and going on about her day. Her output was four times that of anybody else in the goddamn lab. Literally. Four. So she would, she would take five <laughs> samples, you guys. She would test one. And if that one was positive, then they were all positive. (laughs) And they even they even said that one of the one of her samples that she tested positive for cocaine was salt, y'all like Morton salt. Like, (laughs) which is crazy. how much that's how much she wasn't paying attention. That's how much she was trying to get through that shit. Like, but 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 the the results of that right of her speeding through that shit is that prosecution loved her. Like they have like emails going back and forth and they're like like where she is clearly on their side. And that's a fucking problem, right? Because, like, you're supposed to be impartial as fuck. You're supposed to just test the fucking the drugs and then go to court if you have to, and then that's it. Like, the fact that she was building these relationships with these people that she probably shouldn't have, like, definitely probably helped her to continue to dry lab. Well, yeah, they kind of, like, boosted her, you know, boosted her up like she was doing a good thing, and it's manipulative at you know, at the on, on the ground level, but it's just like how these people know that you have to be like, you shouldn't know the name of anybody that is working in the drug lab. You shouldn't be like, we want right. Annie to get our cases. Like nothing right. about that is okay. So it seems right. like they just kind of, which I didn't want, again, we don't try to make shit about race here, but I noticed that one, we don't spend a lot of time talking about Annie. And then two, mm-hmm. we noticed that Annie they were just very swift to be like, fuck it, throw all these cases out. And it was just kind of like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then we talk, and then Annie is the one that bears the brunt of everything that happened. Right. But there's no fallout for any of these lawyers or prosecutors that are emailing her, talking about how much they love Annie and how she's one of the good guys. And hey, this is a real bad guy. We need you to get these samples back. Like, what kind of shit? Oh, he's a really terrible yeah. person. He's a rapist, and we need to get him on something. So make these positive. Like what the right. fuck? Like right. they all need to be fired. Yeah, exactly. They like, all need like, to be fired. But so she's the one shit. that takes the fall for all of this. But what they we find out, made her the, sco- the scapegoat. Right. But what we find out is in the process of this, they dismiss all of the drug convictions convictions that she has signed off on. Right. So all because of those people are released. So all of those people are released from jail. So then we fast forward six months, the acting district attorney or AG is like, fuck that. We're not doing that for Sonya Rock. Nope. It was just two cases. They're like, nope, we're not. Yeah. Nope. Uh-uh. Right. So basically they so, try to do damage control. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say, so they take, um, as opposed to the difference the approach with Annie or with Sarah or uh, Sonia versus Annie is that. Um, like they like like VJ said, like they generally just go, okay, well, there's no way for us to figure out which ones are which. You know, if she's doing this for every five samples, no way to fucking know for real. So we gotta let them go. But they they didn't want to do that so bad with Sonia that now it was a question of, well, how long was she even really doing that? Like, how do we know? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know that she's been doing that the whole time? Like, maybe she's had a rough couple months. Like, and like to the point where it's like her window of like t- of of uh, what's what sword am I looking for? Like her window of um a fucking like time that she was doing illegal shit. Like they it just got smaller and smaller and smaller. Right, because I think they, if I remember correctly, they they refer to it as the Kinder hearings because yeah. they and they this is where we meet um other Queen Mega Bitch Chris Foster. <laughs> uh, 
listen, all these white people just uh, all of it was just so nauseating. God damn, I don't like Chris Foster. Like, oh, it was a lot of people. It was just a frustrating documentary. Like, absolutely, absolutely. But I agree and then. But I did think it was funny that the guy that they had sitting there that was speaking with them, who I think is maybe a lawyer or supervisor or something, and they were like, mm-hmm. so uh, Chris Foster was new, and he was, and they were like, so like the B team, and he was like, eh, more like the C team. Like, he just like- called... <laughs> that man just called her like a third-rate attorney, like just off the cuff, like she got like, her... Like, he definitely said that Chris Foster got her uh, her law, her uh, license to practice law out of a Sears and Roebuck catalog. He precisely <laughs> said that. Um, he said that came from, yeah, that came from, he got, she ordered that off AliExpress, got it in 60 days, and here we are. Um, she, she also got some nail polish and bundles, but we're not going to talk right. about that. That's not important. Right. Right. Um, so... Luke Ryan asked basically because what they say is they they searched Sonya Farrakh's car and it's disgusting in typical white woman fashion, um, and it's just full of shit, papers, just shit everywhere, and they're just like it. So when they get the documentation from the police saying what's in her car, everything is referred to as quote unquote assorted lab paperwork. Like, they don't have any pictures of the paperwork, nothing. They don't know what's on the paperwork. It just says assorted lab paperwork. Right. So they want you to believe that they just they just bunched up a bunch of paperwork and, like, didn't go through it, didn't have any recognition of what it looked like. And the fact that you knew it was lab paperwork, that's probably fucking wrong. She don't work in her fucking car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, there's no need for her to take the lab work out of the lab. Like, that, that, that she, didn't make any sense to me either. She drugs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she right. not a teacher? She's not. These aren't English papers. Like, <laughs> like she. This is the drug lab. You don't. You don't take drug samples home to test them. So why does she have lab paperwork in her car? <laughs> right. But they were being so secretive with what specifically was there, and that ends up being like something that helps later on. But right. So what we find out is we kind of backtrack, and we're talking about Sonya. We find out that she was kind of she was using drugs every day at the lab. Like, she talks about how she graduated from, like you said, my first crack pipe. So she graduates from mm-hmm. my first aluminum foil crack pipe to, like, using pipettes, She's, breaking off the end, and putting copper wire in there. Like, she becomes really good at smoking crack. She figures out, like, without any prior knowledge. Like, she does, she's not from the hood. Like, she didn't fucking see somebody else smoke crack before. She made her own adjustments after trying met fucking aluminum and probably burning the fuck out of her hand. Like, she fucking did some fucking trial and error and she got that shit together i was proud of her for her ingenuity but also you're smoking it's like a bad time work. it's not a, it's not a good time girl read the fucking room girl this is not the time smoke crack at home and here's the thing and i, I i've told this story to maybe a few people i i know someone who is like a functional crack smoker and people always think well you know people do crack and they've got to be like homeless jobless blah 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 there are a lot of people that are functional drug users who have jobs and lives Mm -hmm. and if you weren't hanging out with them on the weekends you wouldn't know they did drugs so it is very possible for the people around her including her family not to know that she's doing drugs and i think what happened was that sony did not want them to know that so she was only doing drugs at work and at the lab getting high enough to make it work and then you know maybe doing a little dabble when she's not at work but it seems like most of her drug use was happening at work where no one in her family would know about it 
here's the problem with that being the only place to do drugs. One, it's work, and two, didn't wasn't she logging this information? Mm. <laughs> Like, yeah, and that's, listen, all, all I'm going to tell you is that there was a fail, there was lots of failures on the parts of lots of white people here. Listen. Guys, um, she was, she was, she was signed up for like, what was it? Like a counselor or like a psychiatrist or something? She was seeing, she was seeing a psychiatrist, I guess, because what we find out is that Sonya kind of was depressed. Because like they're saying, you know, like you go from being like a, a star in the top of your field and this really overachiever and then you get stuck in this dingy lab where nobody knows mm-hmm. who you are and there's not really any chance of advancement and she was just kind of in a funk. To me, it seemed like she was, mm-hmm. you know, going through a depression and mm-hmm. no one really paid attention to the signs. And they said that, you know, even one of her you know, co-workers or like a su- direct supervisor asked her what was going on and she was just like, oh, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just let that go. She was and taking that's... like 30 minute 30 minute uh, bathroom breaks to go smoke crack, but nobody, they they just were like, oh, she's been gone for a long time, but they did, like, that was it. Like, sometimes they would go check the bathroom and she wasn't there, they, that would just be it and they would just wait for her to come back, I guess. And didn't Sonya work into that lab that was only like three other people or two other people in there? Yeah, there weren't that many people, so her absence was noticeable, but nobody really. But nobody did looked anything. Into it. Like, <laughs> like nobody did anything. They were just like, "Yeah, I hate this hellhole too, girl." Yeah, go to your go to your car and just sit there and weep into your steering wheel. I do it before I come in. <laughs> like, I, yeah, you know, I think I my lunch break. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everybody just assumed like everybody there is miserable, so they just assume she's like going to like eat donuts in the car or something. Like nobody <laughs> asking fucking questions here. Um. But then we kind of get some backstory on some of these because what we find out, like I said, in the in, in Andy Dukin's case, they just kind of they they vacated all of those convictions and were like, "Fuck that, we're not, we can't go through all of this." Sonia, they, they were those convictions and then and then get put her in jail, right? Like they didn't they didn't look into any of the eat really they really didn't look into any of the emails and stuff that she was going that she had, like any of that. They just kind of like let her take the fall for it and just kind of moved on. Like even the prosecutor that he ended up he left his own job like i don't even think they were going to fire him no he just left voluntarily because it looked like he was having some type of affair with her but it was all made up in her head um exactly so we meet or we talk about luke ryan's clients and we meet rolando panate Mm -hmm. um and then the other guy whose name is somewhere in my notes and i cannot find it um another guy and uh but we're and we follow their story specifically because we're talking about kind of the way the the drug conviction affects them so what they decide to do is that um what we find out is they they basically pick a window where they decide that they can pinpoint when sonia farak has started using these drugs and so mm-hmm. it's like from june of like 2012 to like some uh, like it's like it's really a, a very small window. It's like a year maybe, and they're basically mm-hmm. saying anybody whose drug sample she ran in that year, where they are saying that she was quote unquote under the influence and she never used drugs any other time, we're going mm-hmm. to let all of those people out of jail until we can figure out what to do. We may retry the cases. We don't know yet, but for right now, we're just going to let them go. Right. So everybody's let let out at this point, going back to their family. What was the guy's name, Rolando? 
got Rolando for his family. Well, Rolando did. Rolando was the guy who doesn't speak English and was still in jail because his case was outside of the window. Oh yeah, outside of the the the, the two and a half hours that they said she was on drugs. Right. right. I forgot. So right. so we we have one of his clients that is in jail and one that was released because of of this. Um. So basically what Luke Ryan is kind of dead in the water. Like he's trying to fight for his, his, his clients. And basically everyone is just trying to bury all this and just like, let's be over this. So what we find yeah, out, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty much screaming. Like there's no fucking way that somebody who's done who you guys are showing is such a heavy drug user in these small of this small, small amount of time. There's no fucking possible way. There's no fucking traces that she was doing this shit way before. And they kind of just shut him down. Right, so like Kinder hearings, he's asking for this evidence, and they just say, "Well, uh, we can't give you any of these paperwork because her case is still open and it's still a pending case. Um, so you just can't look at any of the evidence." And so Luke's kind of dead in the water. Uh, so what happens is, is that the AG that they have does, I guess, retires or is not reelected. And so in 2015, Mara Healy, who is Listen, uh, in terms of the white women in this documentary, like, (laughs) in terms of the white women that we have to work with, she's like a decent human being on the, on the, really, like she's on the, on the high end of, hey, I'm doing what I should be doing. It's the bare minimum, but I'm doing the right thing versus the others that are kind of whatever, but we'll get there. Um, So basically the ACLU gets involved and they're just like, Nobody else is doing anything, BJ. <laughs> no, no. So the ACLU gets involved and was like, no, we feel like all of these people should get together. And essentially what they're saying is we need to figure out a way to file a class action lawsuit because they're saying that she just magically became a drug user for, like you said, two hours out of one year when clearly her drug <laughs> use can be tracked back for years. And they're just like, no. Nah. Exactly. So they're just like, well, no, we're going to file a class. She's, she's seeing like she's seeing a psychiatrist, guys. So let's not forget that. So when I and we know that there at some point you have to break fucking client confidentiality because this is crazy. But no, like so this whole time while and and that's what we learn and that's some of the information that the ACLU uh, the ACLU like gets a hold of is that the fact that she's been notating this. So there's like there's proof out there that she's been doing this longer and it's just a, a matter of how to present it to the court. Right. So Luke Ryan um, keeps pressing to get these um documents but what we find out is interestingly enough because they tried to sweep everything under the rug and get everything mm-hmm. tied up nice and tight it comes back to bite them in the ass because they have he has in writing hey we are not going to turn over these boxes to you because this is a pending case well they cut mm-hmm. sonia a deal they tell her basically you can agree to take these charges she gets 18 months in jail and they do not make sonya tell them anything about what she has been doing in the drug lab they basically give her 18 months in jail on what amounts to like drug possession they do not make her tell them anything about what she is doing at this drug lab they basically put her away in hopes that she would stop doing meth like yeah, they were like, girl, we understand you have a drug problem, but also here, you know, here's jail. Knock, knock yourself out. Right. Try that, and let's see if you still want to do meth when you get out. Like, that's I pretty mean, and that's, the vibes I got. Yeah, so they just kind of block her up, and that's it. They don't press her. They don't, uh, literally, they, like, when she's on the stand, they just kind of ask her about her drug use. But they, you know, they don't really ask her, you know, the extent, you know, basically any of the questions that 
you would ask somebody that you are prosecuting for crimes. They just kind of were like, here, girl, go to jail, whatever. Just take these 18 months and be quiet. Um, not even not even the, the question of like, were you, did you understand what, like the consequences of the things that you were doing? Like none of that. Like they, they did not probe. They barely, I mean, like we find out that she has a drug problem, but we find out way more like, and the things that, that, uh, two name, uh, two first names finds out because like they really didn't press her. They just kind of asked like very generic general questions. And I think that there was at least an opportunity to ask her like, bitch, did you understand the, uh, the fucking gravity of the fucking, what you were doing? Like, you out here like really like the doing people's the most. Lives like up. bitch like like bitch like bitch we're all like we we entrust you with only drugs bitch and you're taking them like what is happening <laughs> like, and I thought it was interesting in contrast because when we watched the seven five they had a whole you know they had a whole hearing and he had to lay out basically everything that he was doing so essentially yep, exactly. the same thing should have happened with Sonya Brock and or a Farrick, and it doesn't happen. Like, they're just like, yeah, whatever. We don't want to hear about it. Don't tell us anything else. Shh. You're incriminating yourself. Be quiet. Shh. I mean, couldn't it be, couldn't it be because, again, like, there's only two motherfucking labs. Like, I feel like if they really had her say too much on record, that shit would have been closed the fuck down. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, she had it. She had a direct supervisor. There was two other people in the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there has to be a responsibility at some point. Like, well, so, and then a lot of the people above her resigned. Yet. Basically, yeah. the chain of command above her resigned because they, I mean, how do you explain there are no checks and balances and you're just letting your bitch chemist run crazy all over with the drugs? There's not really an oh, explanation I just, I just, for it. I just threw the, I just threw the meth out. Like, what? Like, like yeah, all these people, they, they had to resign. They had, they really had no other choice. So yeah, then, um, the AC, shit the, my whole life. Yeah, so the ACL, which it gets raggedier, right? Because the ACLU files right. the, this this motion, and basically the judges come back and say, "Okay, we kind of see what you're saying. Um, so we're gonna hire mm -hmm. some state troopers and uh, some other people to go and." Uh, conduct an independent investigation and then they'll get back to us and they'll you know they'll lay out all the stuff for us so they don't interview the person that was stealing the drugs they just get some no. random state troopers to be like fuck it we'll look over it and we'll just decide if there's anything here Guys, so they come listen, back with she, a she said state troopers not detectives okay so that's like the key point like <laughs> right so nobody with any yeah no investigative work is done here if, if that's any indication so basically right. what they get back is not a report they get back a three page letter saying Luke Ryan you bitch ass nigga shut the fuck up I don't know what you're talking about mark ass trick ass buster like they just really you're unprofessional how dare you ask us to investigate the drug lab where the girl was stealing all the drugs how you just gonna lawyer on your day that you're supposed to be lawyering at the courthouse being a lawyer like <laughs> you just gonna you just gonna lawyer on this <laughs> you just gonna lawyer like a lawyer, lawyer. <laughs> you just gonna do your job how dare you what the fuck <laughs> that's basically what it said like they were like they pretty much like in the like most like professional words like pretty much said you're dog shit and don't nobody fuck with you and <laughs> ain't nobody gonna fuck with you and you ain't never gonna be shit like yeah that's and then pretty the much all it said and then the judge signs <laughs> it and says oh and it's some it's some documents on this floppy disk if you want to see them <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> which first of all all i wrote in big letters on this goddamn told. page was floppy disk with exclamation points it is 
the year of our lord 2020 this shit happened in 2015 who the fuck has a floppy disk now I gotta go find something to be able to like it might have well it might as well have been microfiche. Like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what well, am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so he gets the disc and uh which he has to meet. So basically his mom goes with him <laughs> to meet the person right. that is in meet the judge that has the disc because at this point it's like a fucking court mediated like custody transfer like he's right. like i don't I, I brought my mom so just in case he got to talk his shit and i beat his ass i had a witness because um, <laughs> i don't care what what nobody says luke ryan is about their life like i i he listen really I, I, I felt it <laughs> like i fucked he with like he looked like baby commish she like baby commish i believe it he definitely looks like because what's the other one's name i cannot remember what his name is but he was like oh no luke i don't want to be involved and he was like i guess my <laughs> The, you know the other one he was like I guess my clients gonna stay in jail I'm not about to get involved in that and was like fuck it washed his hands and went back to doing some other shit he was like let me go back right. to these DUI cases I can't and not not uh not uh Jackson Jonathan or whatever his name is not him he just fucking <laughs> kept that shit like he fucking stayed true <laughs> and so um Sean John or whatever his name is <laughs> <laughs> so he opens the disc, right? And so we find that there are thousands of mm-hmm. emails on this disc. And basically, he's fine. So he's looking at this, and all he can see is that it's the state troopers, it's that that raggedy bitch Chris Foster, her supervisor, and Casmeric, and Kaka whatever, Kukamonga, whatever. And Casmeric, thing one and thing two, whoever. Right. Pretty much all, pretty much all the players from from the Clue like board game, like yeah, pretty much pretty- everybody is in there, and they're generally like pretty much like, yo, fuck this nigga, two names, like fuck this nigga, we're not giving him shit, like the, so like there's like even indication that they're finding out information that could probably help him, and they're choosing not to provide that, and remember. The weird thing, right, about being the prosecution, right? Like, because you're trying to, like, prove your case. But mm-hmm. anything that you find, you have to give it to the people, the other people that are on the other side of you. Like, you like you right. literally have an obligation to do that. So, that's a weird thing that I that I found out this year about, like, how prosecution works. Like, like they have to give them all the pieces, even if it means that, that it, it might, if, if they know what to do with it, that it might tear down their case. And they are, there's clear indication in those fucking emails that they have no intention of like sharing everything with this nigga. Right, and that's what is referred to as as sculpatory evidence. Um right. so what happens essentially um is yeah, like you said prosecutors get evidence first and they are basically asked to share whatever inform because they're I mean prosecutors work hand in hand with police officers. So they're getting all right. this information firsthand from the police where the police may right. not necessarily give that information to a defense attorney. Because again, with police officers, if you've done all this work and you feel like you pegged the right person, then your nature is to be like, fuck that. I'm not gonna give you anything to fuck up this conviction. Right. We got the right person. Right. I don't care what you say about it. So right, we exactly. see a lot of that where, I mean, and we, you know, and we see cases where cops get tunnel vision and then we find out 25 years later, they just forced somebody to confess to something they absolutely did not do and couldn't have done. Right. So, right, I mean, it, right. it's not outside of the realm of reason that this shit happens. And so all of these people are tagged in this email like it's a goddamn group chat on a Saturday night. And they're just talking about how much they hate two names, uh, Luke Ryan, uh, Brian Austin Green. 
and how he's a shitty person and fuck him you know we're not giving him anything but then they but then all of the fucking emails like subjects are like science rock has a drug problem like they they there's a lot like they it, <laughs> did y'all read did y'all see where she's been going to drug rehab for six years but also fuck luke ryan like it was a lot <laughs> they basically knew every fucking thing like they they all they to me and i don't i can't remember like the time frame of it but they basically knew enough to have been pre- to helped him widen that time frame you know what i'm saying like they had all of the information to widen the time frame that they that they were trying to say that Sonya was was under the influence. Right, like they and had all that. They were sitting on that information, and they were blatantly like, nah. And and raggedy bitch C team Chris Foster, God bless her. You know there are people <laughs> over her that you know absolutely were like, girl, no, don't turn any of this over. So at this point, right. she could have been like, well, y'all, that's really a that's a Brady violation. You can't just not turn right. over exculpatory evidence. But they were just kind of like, right. eh, no, girl, we're not doing it, and you're not doing it either. If you, you want to keep this, your job. You trying to? Are you trying to? Are you trying to be on this email chain, bitch? That's what we're trying to find out. We'll kick we you out the group chat. <laughs> we'll kick you out the group chat, girl. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Send the virus to your computer, bitch. Like, like you won't, you won't be watching, you won't be watching how to get away with murder with us. Uh, <laughs> you are not invited to the fucking Emmy party. No way, man. Take her like, off the list, sir. If we don't have time, take uh-huh. her off the group. Uh-huh. Take her off the Christmas email. They, they, <laughs> they were not. They weren't fucking with Chris. Like that, Chris. Chris was scared. Chris was scared trying to keep her job, and she was like, "If they yeah. say we don't like Luke Ryan, we don't like Luke Ryan." So, uh, (laughs) that's, but, but basically once he gets this disc, Luke is like, oh, so she's in jail. That means I can see the paperwork, right? Right. So then he, you know, contacts and he was like, so he, so basically what we, what Luke says is even though her case is finished and she was sent to jail, I felt like I had a duty to my clients to at least go look at what the paperwork was. Even if it didn't get anybody out of jail, I just wanted to do my due diligence to make sure I wasn't overlooking anything. So, cheers and confetti and fireworks for that man because honestly, there are a lot of people out there that would have just took that at face value and been like, well, they just got to stay in jail. They shouldn't have done drugs and would have would have made no effort to help exactly. these people pass this. Like at the detriment of his own exactly. personal career, he was like, no, I need to go see. So this is yeah. when we he goes He's and looks more. and uh, he sees that uh, Miss Sonia, this is where we find out that indeed Miss Sonia has been in therapy. And not only has she been in therapy, she has been in drug rehab. And she has worksheets. Nigga, like worksheets like Weight Watchers, y'all. Do you hear what I'm telling y'all? Like I had two puffs. I had two puffs of crack. I had fucking two shots of whatever in my car. Like very like counting her Weight Watchers points. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, and that which I mean, which I've seen that with drug abuse counseling because they want to, they want you to be able to recognize when you are feeling feelings that make you want to relapse or do oh, drugs to kind of correct the behavior so that you get out of that cycle of addiction. So it is a very methodical and calculated way of, of doing therapy for people so that they're able to okay. they're able to sync up a feeling with that craving to do drugs. So that if I know sense. that makes sense. So when I so if I say, you know, so we look at the paperwork and for two weeks I was just really sad or I fought with my mom every day over the phone and those are the days I did drugs, then the next question is, well, we need to talk about your relationship with your mom and why it makes you want to smoke crack. 
Right, so, because that's a thing. Like. <laughs> right, so that's essentially what the worksheets are for, so that she can kind of get a, a handle. It's essentially Weight Watchers. Why do you stress eat? What what makes you right. sad, and then you want to eat cupcakes in your car? Like the same right. exact thing, but for drugs. So except Sonya had no intention of like not doing drugs. Like no, it doesn't look like she's trying. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I you know I pa- I paused the, the 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 documentary a few times so I could scan the screen and look at the writing. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot of. I tried to not do the drugs, but I couldn't. It was a. But I couldn't. Yeah, a whole bunch of that. Like, dang. Like I. Like I thought that if I could just like hold out until lunch, like. But then I didn't. Like, girl. Like she just to me. Like, and I don't want to like shame anybody for like trying to put knock an addiction because like you know I don't understand that. But like also like you're in a position where like bitch this. This should be like your life on the line, and it wasn't. And I think that she realized that they weren't taking it as serious as they could have. And I think that probably also helped it be so last like everything about this was so lackadaisical, you know? Which we left this part, but I'm gonna bring this up now. It is so lackadaisical to the point that she is in therapy, regular therapy. She is also in drug abuse counseling, and she also has gotten to the point to where she wasn't getting enough Coke samples at the lab. So she is taking (laughs) pieces of the Coke samples and cooking crack on the goddamn butts and burners at work. Yes. Yes. She She was also figuring out a way to like like Russian roulette her name in, on the list so that she was getting all of the bigger drug uh, bus so that like so that when she wanted to take her hers off the top her little percentage it wasn't like so noticeable yeah so sis basically just she transitioned from doing coke to cooking crack in the lab because there wasn't enough coke coming through there to satisfy her if that's any so she- indication of how bad her drug problem had gotten and no and this lady is screaming for someone to help her and never once did the people that she's in drug abuse counseling with be like you know this lady works at a drug lab maybe that's not the best fit for her we should probably inform her supervisors that she's stealing drugs or maybe like how can we how can we push somebody to be it's like for her to have a buddy or like somebody to watch her like something like even if like even if you felt like maybe she can come back from this and she's not a bad person and if this is her passion this is what she want to do then fine but like then somebody has to watch this bitch like you can't just be going you can't you, you, somebody has to see like that you're about to cook crack like <laughs> right and that's the crazy part and i'm just like she must have been in the lab by herself a fucking lot because how do two other people not notice that you're cooking crack like well, I, to me fr- from the dock it seemed as if she was like staying like and, and maybe uh, maybe she was alone often like where she was doing that shit at night because like remember how she was saying how how i mean well not how she was saying nigga we know how fucking we know crack fucking smells like so like right so, like i'm like um, imagine her trying to like mask it smoking it when people are there there there's no way that people were there while she was smoking while she was cooking that shit there's no way no she had to have been doing that shit like after hours and the so, thing is that none of her superiors are watching so nobody noticed she just doing fucking overtime but really she ain't doing overtime she's just Cooking crack. Cooking crack. <laughs> Cooking crack for her own personal use. It's wild. Like right. you know, see, you have you know you have some you have some of your coworkers that still lunch out of the break room fridge, and you have coworkers that still coke and then cook crack on the Bunsen burner. So you know you decide right, when right. you go to work which coworker you're going to be. You know, no judgment. Same. Um, every day we got to get up and decide who we want to be. So you either steal lunches or cook crack. I don't know. Um, 
So uh, what we find out is that Luke Ryan finds the smoking gun, literally. He finds the sheet of paper that is a service. Basically, these sheets are called service net diaries. And what he finds out is that she writes an entry on December 22nd. And she says that she tried to resist doing drugs, but she ended up failing. And then she said that she felt sad or angry or upset on this day because it was Christmas Eve and she had to work. So she missed the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the kicker about that. The ServiceNet diary entries do not have dates. But like right. Luke Ryan says, and as we constantly tell you guys on Twitter, Google is your friend. So, uh, oh my God. <laughs> the, the, so Luke Ryan proves our point by going on to the good right. sis Google. Um, and mm-hmm. he gives it a Google. And lo and behold, um, the one time in forever that uh, the Patriots play a Christmas, uh, which well a christmas eve game basically she says she misses mm-hmm. the game on the t- on christmas eve christmas eve is on a saturday she misses the game because she right. has to work they have played one christmas eve game um on a saturday in the time that sonia Brock has been employed so he is able to pinpoint it with scientific accuracy to that day and what we find out is that day then exonerates rolando panate because this means that she was high as a goddamn kite when she was testing his sample right um so way at that bef- way outside of the small last window they were trying to put her in right which i also thought was crazy because we get transcripts because i thought about this after the fact right we get transcripts of Sonya's testimony mm-hmm. and we get kind of like a reenactment right. well she's talking about right. how early she starts doing these drugs so it was confusing that they think that it only is in one window because she clearly is sitting there talking to them in this deposition about how long she was doing drugs so none of it made sense. Right. I was like, she's on tape saying that she was doing drugs. <laughs> right. We're watching. We're watching the documentary. Like, but y'all, like, she told, like, she told us. Like, if I know it, I know y'all know it. Like, you know what I'm saying? She like, told so, everybody. Like, we're, like, <laughs> like, like she lit. Like the 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 fucking movie, ba- the fucking documentary, basically opened like this. Like where she's like spilling all the tea. Like in and but again, I think that that's just them. Again, like holy shit, like this shit with Annie Dukin happened. And now here goes this fucking bullshit with Sonya. Like, we've got to fucking minimize this as much as possible. Like, so no. This is when we found out about it. This is what the time this is the time we're talking about. Like, pretty much, like, that's how they did it. Like, this is the first, the first, uh, inst- the, this is the, around the, the time of the first instance that was brought to our attention. So this is the first instance. Like, that's basically how they treated it. It is. Uh, so after Luke gets this, he brings back in um, his partner who was like, you know, I, I don't want to touch that. And he was like, hey, bud, Nija, Nija, can you come on back? And he was like, well, mm-hmm. since you've already done all the legwork and ruined your professional reputation, then now you have something. Sure. <laughs> I'll come back. You know, now that my, you know, now that my life is not in jeopardy. Sure. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. So basically, they are <laughs> like. So basically, they subpoena a uh, raggedy bitch Chris Foster and her uh, superiors or her supervisors, and they're just like, right. "So remember when you told us that the stuff in the boxes wasn't anything, and that you just turned over all the necessary evidence, and you felt like nothing was there?" Well, wrong, bitch. And they just like slap the paper on the table, like, "Boom, bitch, look at that!" Right. Ah! Which not really, but right. I'm sure that's what right. he wanted. To I mean, do. but in his head, in his head, he was doing that shit. 
Right. So basically, all, of, all the motherfuckers was talking shit about him. So he definitely wanted to fucking. Yeah. So basically, they have to go to court, and it, it, essentially, they have to have a hearing where they have to discuss why the fuck they thought it was okay to one not turn over evidence and to two lie about it. And what I thought was right. crazy about this is that they do not lose their jobs. I think they either get promoted or they get reassigned, or I think they quit, or they I think they resign and get jobs doing something else. So they're still in yeah. the law field. They just are moved not from office. there. Not that office. Yeah, just right. not that office. So all so basically, I'm looking at this, and I, that's the part we're talking about is so enraging. All of these people are in the justice system that they tell disenfranchised poor people to, to trust the system when the system is like, fuck you, I want you to be in jail, and I don't care how innocent you may or may not be, to the point that people are clearly not doing their jobs and showing up to work high every day or not testing samples and then lying and saying that they're drugs when they're salt or sugar or baking soda and they're just like fuck it whatever and they were just like we would rather cover that up than let these people go and admit that we were wrong and that is the bias that people deal with when they're dealing with the judicial system and it was just sad that part made me so angry mm-hmm. that nothing happened to these white women and they continue they can go victimize more people somewhere else exactly and then and that's i brought this up on shenanigans uh recently but like how the, how we're we're going through that same shit right now in current times like with fucking the cops how a cop will get in trouble for something or somebody gets in trouble for something in one area and there's like such like a brotherhood and the same thing with fucking the the judicial system like and where like they only fuck with each other like no matter what they just the same person can go do the same fucked up shit somewhere else and like and and it'll just keep getting swept under the rug i mean also catholic priests like you know what i'm saying like same like this is like not something foreign to like to, no like, it's normal, like these like, yeah these day. like it's right to us okay. outside of the judicial to, to us outside of the judicial system and the law enforcement system we see these things and we're like that's horrible it's shitty and so it's crazy to feel like these people don't see it or feel like oh it's not a, a systemic problem it's not systematic right. there's only a few bad people and it's like no they exist in every level so even if you have a good cop who's like uh i don't think this person is really good for this i'm gonna bring you the evidence but i'm gonna bring you the evidence and also hey this person may not have done this and the prosecution mm-hmm. took all of that and was like you know what fuck it they look good for it to me oh well put them in jail i don't really feel like being bothered with this so Gavel, they're gavel all criminals they bang, bang. they're all criminals <laughs> fuck it send them all to jail which is insane yeah, so what we find out is when the rolando panate gets out of jail because of this but his other client who i am so sorry guys i wrote his name down and cannot find it in my notes but what we find out is because we do follow him because he's let out when this initially happens but when he's told he's gonna have to come back to court and possibly be mm-hmm. back in jail for his drug um conviction he kills himself yeah and we see yeah. luke ryan just kind of tear up because he i mean i think he kind of feels like he failed this person but he didn't he kept right. fighting and it just unfortunately this person's demons were too much and he was just so i guess distraught about the idea of having to go back to jail that he just couldn't take it and and, and it's sad and unfortunate that it came to that it just shows you how the system can ruin so many people's lives and they're saying we're going to pick a small window and just assume that it's not anything serious when these are real people with real families and real lives 
And they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> yep. I mean, and, you know, people make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, every criminal doesn't deserve to be, you know what I'm saying? Every person who has a, who has something on their criminal record doesn't deserve to be treated like a fucking third-class, fourth-class citizen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, on one side, we're, like, protecting this this woman that essentially is, a, is just like the fucking people that she's helping to convict. Like, she's literally the fucking same person. It's just it's just one side of privilege versus the other. It is, because she, in fact, is a drug addict. and Exactly. So, and she got caught with drugs in her car, but she, get 18, she gets 18 months in jail. But there are other people that are in jail for the same types of drug charges, and these people are in jail for years. Right, so how is right. it that she gets 18 months, but these people are in jail for years and years and years? And she has done more drugs than these people have probably done over, like, the course of their lives like there are people in jail right for longer on weed charges and this lady right. did in the span of this documentary i recall seeing her do meth ketamine yeah. coke yeah. and crack Fit. like she wasn't yeah. even doing like the low level substances where they give you a slap on the wrist now sis was doing hard drugs and all mm -hmm. of them but she told y'all, she told y'all from the beginning that like if she's going, she's going hard. Like she made that very clear in her little diary entry. Like she did make she it very clear. <laughs> so why did no one? Which and then which is crazy to me because then we meet her family and they're all sitting up there teary eyed and oh not Sonya and it, it was so hard on us and oh we didn't expect it to be a big deal. What the fuck you do know, you mean, guys? When y'all see when just when y'all see the family parts just take it in and like just just take it in but you know what the fucking worst part of that shit was that really like i think i might have stood up on my feet is when her mother and her sister were like tearing up talking about how hard it was for her to find a job afterwards oh yeah and how she had to she couldn't she did she couldn't drive or something so she right and how yeah and so she couldn't drive and so people had to help her get everywhere and it was hard taking the public transportation and how people would would tell her would have interviews with her and fucking smile in her face and say oh yeah for sure and then never call her back like that shit was so infuriating as a black person because it was literally very every time that's like that's our fucking job hunt that's every day. Not, that's every time I turn in a resume and my name is Bramika at the top. Like that every is, fucking time. Every time. That is every time I've been passed over a job because some mediocre white man who they who is buddies with the BP's golf caddy gets a job and it's like, oh well, you are better qualified, but fuck that. We just won't even put you through to the next round. Or the people that ride two or three buses and a train to get to work every day or walk in the fucking snow to work every right. day and then good morning right. america puts them on talking about oh all of the students got together and bought this teacher a car because bought she walked six miles one way to come teach school you don't hear those people right. fucking complaining about having to walk or take the bus to go do their job but they're also not fucking right. criminals exactly you're a it goddamn criminal like, Sonia. Just, like i don't know what to tell you like i know you wanted to not be that because you're white but girl you're a criminal and you're getting treated the way y'all like to demonize and fucking criminalize black and brown people every goddamn day when they haven't done a single goddamn drug girl you will get over it your mommy your yeah, mommy and, your and, sister boohoo and weeping on that goddamn documentary if i was about to cut the camera off okay you dry that girl, up dry this shit I up i was just like it was it was like to hear her mother and sister be so distraught that she was having such a quote-unquote hard time. It was like refreshing and infuriating at the exact same time. 
And I was like, wow, like y'all don't do a little shoulder lean because of white tears. But it's like, you don't even understand how privileged you are to be sitting there. Get it. Like, you don't get it. Like, she was doing the same people that she was doing drugs and locking and having these people and then going to testify while she was high about these people's drug samples. They're going through the same thing, girl. They can't get a job. But also, they're in prison. Yeah, also that. Also, they're like, in jail, you know girl. What I'm like, <laughs> oh, that shit was just, like, it, but I'm glad you brought that up because, like, you, man. You're just going to watch that shit and just be like, shut the fuck up, y'all. Like, because, like, it was just, like, Sonya is having such a hard time, you guys. Like, her life is so fucking hard. And, like, never, like, once, like, being, like, pointing the finger back at her. Like, well, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like if it, it, did, did her family say that they knew she was depressed? I don't know if they said that. They, I, I mean, I think, I guess, I, if I remember, maybe the mom said something was different about her or something like that. But they See? never... And that'd be the problem. Like, stuff can't just be different about somebody. Like, if something's different, you need to fucking... Like, that is... Especially if that's your family, I, I just feel like, personally, that's your responsibility. And, like, I just feel like they... If, if, if you don't take it upon yourself to try to help them, then you can't... When all this shit falls down and everything's on the wayside, you can't not make her look at them in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, you could be sad that she got to take this bus and get up in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. But since I have to... I've done that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we yeah. can be sad like that and nobody calling her back, but bitch, ain't nobody called us back. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we could, like, I, we'll, I'll, I'll allow you to have your emotions, but, like, in reality, like, it's, it's a crock of fucking shit. Like, and it was just, like, and it's just, like, and mind y'all, Sonya put herself, like, Sonya put herself in this situation. If Sonya, like, I don't, like, I just, the, to me, there was just so, so many opportunities where I feel like, enough people were involved around her where she could have reached out for help if she needed, if she really wanted to. Like, I feel like she was doing that drug shit for, like, she was going through the motions. Like, she, like I said, like, like you said when we were reading the fucking logs, that bitch was not really trying to get better. Like, she was literally just trying to do those things to appease the people that were letting her keep her job. I feel like she can keep taking drugs. It seems that way. And I, and I want to take this time to be like, we, we are being very harsh about it but when you see the documentary you will see why because it is framed in a way as if Sonya Farrick has not done any ill will to these people and that is right. just simply and a, not and a lot of it has case. to do with the fact that she hasn't that she never was forced to say what she did right so she was and so she doesn't really take any real responsibility outside of 18 months of jail time which I think she only does 12 or the 6 maybe right. if I like I don't think right. she has a full year so she gets 18 she months then she gets out in like 6 so basically this lady takes a 6 month vacation and is able to get on with her life and these people are scarred forever a man is dead right and right. We, you right. know and it, yeah somebody's dead and it's just it's shitty but I will say that also there are a million people around Sonya like you said that failed her because they always yep. scream about how addiction is not to be criminalized and that these people need right. help but she's going to get help and instead of somebody being like damn Sonya really has a problem she's been doing drugs for years and she's taking drug samples from her job and being like we need to right. call them and tell them what's going on they were like well fuck it girl keep writing it in your diary it's fine you'll get over it like at what people point people failed right, her like and what? everyone around her failed her in that context yeah because I, I mean i get the confidentiality but at what point do you say here she is telling me she does drugs here i am knowing that she works at a state fucking drug lab 
Like how? At what point do you be like, all right, sis? I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say something. Like, which is you know my understanding like, that there are laws on the book where basically you do have to, you can be subpoenaed to break that. your, yeah, to break that, or you're supposed to. Even with psychologists, the person is saying if they're going to murder, somebody, murder somebody or harm something. someone, you're you're legally obligated to break your confidentiality and go report it. Exactly. So why is it not the and same like, for the fucking druggy ass bench chemist? <laughs> exactly, especially when her decisions are affecting other people's lives. Like this shit is, girl. I'm over it. It was a lie. So listen. <laughs> so at the end, like, and, nobody gets in trouble, yeah. but Annie and Sonya they released thirty five thousand goddamn people because what the fuck else can you do? They shut down the right. lab that Annie was at because they're just like, well, goddamn, I don't even know what the fuck we're supposed to do with this. Um. Right, but here's the crazy part. So at the end, we get like the little on-screen text where they tell us what happens. We find mm -hmm. out that Sonya Farrick does six months out of her eighteen. She still is not admitted to doing any fucking thing except for drugs. No, to this day, to this day. right. But then we get an on-screen picture of the mom and her and the sister smiling, hugging at a goddamn Patriots game. And we find out that mm -hmm. Annie Dukin has not done any interviews because I'm sure she is embarrassed and shamed. And I, and somebody should probably go check on Annie and make sure her dad didn't murder her. Um, to be honest, I'm fucking honor killing, bitch. Like, listen, we, somebody sure. needs to make sure Annie didn't get shit back to India dead ass because <laughs> I, not to be funny or racist or whatever, but somebody's check on that girl because I, that's got to be because they pl they plastered her face all over everything, calling her a lab rat and she was the scum of the earth and this that and the third and essentially Sonya Farrick did the same thing and it's like they didn't villainize or demonize her in the same way nope. that they did Annie Duke and we also find out that Annie ends up getting two years and has to do the entire two fucking years the two years yep and but so that, you, to, uh, yeah I, at first I was thinking I was trying to chalk that up to the fact that they just wanted it all to be on her but then I go back and we talk about fucking Sonya nobody else got in trouble and like I said, the only person that did that doesn't have their job anymore, like, is because he chose not to have it no more. Like everybody else just got shifted and moved around like fucking life pieces. Like they just left. They left and found a new job. The same way police officers yeah. shoot people and and get another job at a new police station or whatever. So essentially the right, same thing. Exactly. So yeah, I'm like you. We throw the notes away, ball this shit up. Listen, you can go watch yeah. this shit. Just be prepared to be mad because motherfuckers was doing drugs, doing a lot of goddamn lying. It was a lot of goddamn white people being shitty to brown people and, and all yeah. walks of life and then not doing their goddamn jobs but then these are the people that y'all keep hiring and be in the legal system. So honestly, the legal system is trash. Make sure you got some money saved for bail and make sure you got some money to call Luke Ryan because the rest of these motherfuckers Girl. will let your ass just be in jail and motherfuckers don't be testing drug samples. So IDK, your best bet is if you do cope, also have a bag of baking soda in your car just in case because they don't fucking check. <laughs> you might as well mix. Yes. You might as well just carry the fuck. Well. Carry, do your coke in your car and then keep a bag with baking soda in it. And that way when they fucking test that shit and they find out it's baking soda, your ass can go home. But also that's not true because there was a couple... A black man who's a truck driver and his wife and they stopped him while he was driving the fucking 18 wheeler and said it was some white substance they did a, a presumptive field test that was fucking baking soda too that man was in jail for months and they said it was coke oh. months that man was in jail for three fucking months him and his wife because they okay. did a presumptive field test so again I I'm gonna get off my soapbox in the middle but in a, in a minute but also 
State yeah. troopers, state and troopers and police officers are not detectives. They're not chemists. They don't work in labs. Nope. Quit giving them fucking tests to do in the goddamn field. Listen, they have a hard time distinguishing between their gun and a goddamn taser, but you want them to do the job of somebody with a goddamn biochemistry degree and then be, and then be shot when shit goes wrong. They locked up a you man and his wife for baking soda. Baking soda! Baking soda. They had baking soda. <laughs> they like them people were in jail for half the amount of time of Sonya Farrick was in jail and that bitch was using the baking soda and making actual goddamn crack. <laughs> she made actual crack with her baking soda. These people just had some. They might have been brushing their teeth with it. Who the, they're old. Who knows? <laughs> she <laughs> Sonya was in there like fucking Jesus. Sonya in there whipping she in there whipping the goddamn work. In the in the Ooh, goddamn work. <laughs> she goddamn flicking her wrist on these people's fucking <laughs> these people's fucking and these fucking people's good Pyrex and I'm like nigga <laughs> but they no but I'm talking about I'm going back to the wanting police officers to do fucking chemical reaction tests on top of their cruisers like what is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god <laughs> and my, and then my whole thing is. In the movies, you know, they cut it and they like rub a little on their gum or whatever so they can see if it's right, actually cold. Right. And I'm like, do they, do they, they don't get drug tested, so why wouldn't they just do that in real life? Because honestly, I don't know what the fuck baking soda tastes like. like <laughs> right, exactly. Like, okay, like, I'm not going to get high off this. Go, go on about your day. Also, <laughs> also bake, baking soda smells. It has a distinct smell. Yeah. Crack. And coke also have distinct smell. So you're telling me as a police officer, you cannot differentiate between what baking soda smells like and what like girl, they see? Not if they're not if they're not white. Every, everybody everybody wanna be Annie Dukin. Everybody out here being Annie Dukin before Annie Dukin and then she the only person in jail. That's wild how that works. Everybody out here doing the same thing, but she the only person that had to go to jail for it. Crazy, right? She the only person. She the, the only, only person, person going to jail. That's wild. So yeah, y'all good all I can tell y'all is good luck. It's like four parts. You gotta sit through a lot. Because honestly, baby, Luke Ryan went through there and he tried to do everything in his power. He did everything he could yeah. but pull the goddamn fire alarm at the courthouse to get them to pay attention. So, I, you know. Yes. Shout out to Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen. That's it. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's a good thing before. Shout out to Chad Michael Mer Murray. Uh, mini shout out to whatever that, the whatever little dude with the suit and who sat there whatever his name is shout out to guy who called um raggedy bitch c team because that c team chris yes shout out to him because yes. he knew what he was talking about um shout out to that prosecutor for turning his resume his resignation in before Andy duke took him down <laughs> <laughs> oh guys i forgot to tell y'all okay I, I mean this is like super random but Annie dukin was writing emails to herself so i'm just gonna leave that at that and I'm just gonna let y'all take that information and y'all do what y'all will with that. Oh yeah. Maybe go find out what I mean. Like <laughs> It was wild and yeah. then apparently she thought she was in a relationship with a guy and he was like, I'm married and all I got from it was Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, him being like, Bitch, my family is here. Like that's all I got from it. <laughs> 
is all I got from that. She write emails with winky faces and shit, trying to get her a new man. And he was like, "Bitch, that's cool." And I'm like, "You know, come on your your you know your your hair tomorrow at five, but you got to <laughs> keep that between you and me because I have a right. family at home, girl. You can't delete this. be delete, delete these. This. Can't do this. <laughs> Burn after reading, girl." So listen, I don't All know. Right. I don't know if him and Annie were actually in a relationship, you know, because everybody just put her out to passion was like, "Fuck, we don't know nothing about nothing." They cut ties with that little brown lady immediately. So quick, baby, so they quick. so really another. And so another word of advice: if you are a brown or black person and you work at the drug lab, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They could get you in trouble because all those white people will throw you under the bus to keep their job and then they will back over you yes. with that same bus and then put it in gear <laughs> and drive back over your corpse and then probably kick it over into a ditch on the side of the road and then not tell anybody that it's there so and sprinkle crack on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle crack on it johnson let's go this ni- this, uh, so, this, yeah. this nigger put pictures of herself on this bench and said she works here huh uh-uh. don't believe it don't believe it so guys that's how to fix a drug scandal again you guys can watch it on netflix i don't know listen Penrose, when you listen to this man let me tell you (laughs) listen we tried to hold it down for you and and take care of the pertinent parts and i feel like we highlighted the shit that needed to be told because them motherfuckers did a lot they did. So shout out to Pat Rose. We lost him again this week. Hopefully by next time we record, we have it all together and you guys can hear his funny ass too. So anyway, I'm Chris. That's DJ. Pat Rose is here. And yes. this is all about that. Later. All right. Bye.